0: Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com.
1: You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees.
2: Hello. Welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I am Dory Shafreer.
1: And I'm Kate Spencer. We are not experts. We're just two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. Yep. Yep, it's true. How's it going, Kate? Dory. It's good. Yeah. yeah. You and I traveled together this past weekend. We did. We spent a lot of time together. We really we did. took our relationships to the next level. We did. It was like when a couple goes away for the first time. Yeah. I, mean, I feel like we survived. We did. I thought we did well. I mean, it was very intimate. We Well, let's tell people where we were. Sure. Um, the wing had a camp. Which is, well, we should explain what the wing what is. What is the wing, Dory? The
2: wing is a um, co-working space and I guess, club organization for women. Um, They have three branches in New York. They have one in D.C. They're about to open one in San Francisco. Um, L.A. is coming. They do a lot of amazing programming and I would say we support
1: their mission. Yeah, it was really cool. We got, they had their first ever camp, No Man's Land, where they actually invited members to go away to camp for the weekend. Yeah, they rented out a whole summer camp and in upstate New York. Dory and they, and I were in a bunk together.
2: We were in a bunk together and they invited us to do a live Forever 35 podcast, which was, our first time doing something like that. And it was nerve wracking. It was nerve wracking, especially because not everyone there knew what the podcast was. Um, yeah. We were like, we're two friends. like talk about serums and, and they were
1: like, who, yeah. what, <laughs> what are you doing? There here? were people no, there. I'm joking. Who, who people knew, were very kind. Yes, and they were very kind. Um, and I would say like, it was quite an experience being surrounded by so many cool, welcoming, impressive, people. Yeah. It was so, we met so many amazing It was very inspiring. People. Yeah, it really it was really really cool. Um but yes, we did shower together in a shower in a shower bunk. What, do you, what would you a call that? A shower house. A shower house. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean it wasn't like the shower house at my old summer camp, which I've described before.
1: <laughs> it's just like a free-for-all. Just a
2: free-for-all. No stalls or curtains. This one had stalls and curtains. This one had curtains. Um, we did share a bed in a hotel on, oh, that's on right. Thursday we night. We did share yeah. a bed.
1: We really, we really broke a lot we, of boundaries. We did. We and shared a bed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we shared fun. a bunk. That We'd- bathroom
2: Oh, my God. So we stayed in a hotel the night before (laughs) we left for the camp because it was the bus was leaving like early in the morning. And I had booked us in this like really nice new hotel that is like, quote unquote, cool. And I guess cool hotels now have like open bathrooms, (laughs) essentially. So the glass, first of all, the, the bathroom area was like open to the rest of the room. And, st- and there was frosted glass in the toilet,
1: but in the shower it was oh, that's just That's right, it was open. It was just open. And like you could hear every tinkle of pee that oh, came out sure of our bodies. It. it was really again just breaking all the boundaries of yeah. intimacy. And and my favorite part of that hotel room is that like instead of a a table there was just like a grassy mound of moss where you just like put a hairdryer. Yeah, yeah, it was really an experience. It was But uh, we had fun. We did have fun. So thank you so much. To thank you to the wing the wing um, for having us. It was really, really cool. I will say one thing I wrote down was that I was really struggling with my social anxiety the whole weekend.
2: You know what I thought you did? And I don't know if this was deliberate. Oh, boy. No, I thought it was I I was like, Oh, this is such a smart coping mechanism. I thought it was so great that you were so open about it. Like, so many people we met, you were like, I have social anxiety. <laughs> I
1: think it is a coping mechanism. And so many other people were like, oh my God, me too. I, I was like, I sat down with a group and I was like, I'm so nervous. And someone was like, why? Everybody here is so nice. And you're like, you're, I was like, you're right. People were so welcoming. Like, you, I was in line for coffee and someone was just like, hi, yeah. getting coffee. And then we like sat together at breakfast. Like, people were so, so kind and, um, i mean welcoming is the word i keep coming back to which i'm so grateful for because i was really struggling and there was like a lot of moments where like i went to dinner by myself and you were really the only person i fully knew um at this event (laughs) and you know that was terrifying it felt like the first day of school Mm -hmm. in so many ways and i'm it was but but without like the clicks and the meanness. So people were really really welcoming and it was a really good practice for me just to be like, "Hello, can I sit with you?" And every time people were like, "Yes." Every time people were like, "Oh my gosh, yes." And then they're like, "Let me tell you about this amazing thing that I do." Yeah. Um everyone was like, "I started a company." I like <laughs> truly I mean, I met somebody who works in AI. I yeah. met people who so many entrepreneurs. It was very cool. Oh. I'm very glad Boy, we did it. I'm glad we did it too. And it was a really good practice. But but there was there were times where I was like, I'm I'm overstimulated. I need to be have some quiet. And it was a nice space oh, where they were like open I, yeah. to all types. Like if you were introverted, they had a thing for introverts. Right.
2: Well, so I also did a one on one interview with someone before our thing. So on Saturday when both of our um talks when that when my first talk was and then we did our workshop later I felt like I'd just been on all day yeah, that's hard um and after our thing Kate I don't know if you remember this I was like <laughs> I just have to go to the
1: craft area <laughs> <laughs> I actually was looking
2: at that text you were like I just need some space
1: I'm going to arts and crafts
2: yeah and I just sat and needle pointed for like <laughs>
1: 45 minutes that's the other thing that was really cool it cleared my head yeah we on the last day we did arts and crafts and i made these pom-poms for my children and just spending we talked about crafts as self-care on this podcast before but just spending some time just like using my hands Mm -hmm. to do something very basic was so satisfying and having like a finished product at the end of it yes and when you finished your needlepoint everybody cheered for you do oh my god, he yes. was really sweet. Everyone yeah, was so, so supportive. I,
2: I started it on Saturday and then I went back to crafts on Sunday morning before we left. And I was making this little patch that was just like, um, a conversation bubble with a heart in it. <laughs> and I finished and everyone was like, great job. <laughs> it was truly such a supportive <laughs> yeah, environment. And I was like, oh, thank you. Um, so that was really nice. And yeah, we, and also we, I thought we did a good sort of mix of activities. Like on Saturday night, there was a prom, but there was also a bonfire and s'mores. That was very fun. And we spent a lot of time at the bonfire and s'mores, but then we also went to the prom. We did. And there was... And I was wearing leggings and a sweatshirt. (laughs) Yep.
1: (laughs) And I was in a coat. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, And people were decked out and getting turned. It was super fun. Um, But there was also, I should say, like during the time of the prom, there was also like a mindfulness meditation. A sleep meditation. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a really nice mix of like of activities for all types of humans, for whatever you were in the mood It gave me
2: some ideas for our eventual Forever 35 retreat. I can't wait to go on. I'm, I'm trying to like put that out into the universe and manifest it.
1: Yeah. I'm going to have to walk around with a sign that says I'm a socially anxious person. Welcome to our retreat.
2: But if it was our retreat, everyone would already know that. So you wouldn't even have to say it. That's true. I feel like whoever is there would be very
1: kind about yeah. it. Well, thank you, everybody who's coming on that <laughs> retreat that we that isn't real yet. <laughs> yep. Dory, do you have anything you want to share? Well, mm-hmm. I, look, I, I'm just going to check
2: my phone. Nope. Don't have any news. As of right now, I'm pregnant.
1: Ay
2: ay ay ay. I mean, I feel like I just need to sit have a, have a qualifier. That's
1: 100% fair
2: because it's very early and when you do IVF, it's even earlier. But because I do a podcast about doing IVF, um we had to announce it, of course, and so I was like telling other people And everyone's been like, how far along are you? And it's like... Including me. (laughs) Barely. Like, if this were a, quote, spontaneous pregnancy, I would only, like, now sort of be like, oh, I think my period's a little late. But I knew a week ago. Right. So it's weird. And I'm certainly not past the point where most people start telling people. Um, But as Angela Garbus was saying... You know, and the, the interview that Kate did with her last week uh, or two weeks ago, um, you know, it's just like we should be more open about these things earlier. And then if pregnancy loss does occur, then we can be, we can have support for it yeah. and not be secretive you have a,
1: about it. No, you have a community that's here for you. Yeah.
2: No so matter I'm very, how this goes. I'm hopeful that it will not go that way. Yes. But because we've had so many other things go wrong, it's hard for me to be like, yeah, I'm pregnant. Okay. Bye. <laughs> well, and
1: as, as your husband and podcast partner, Matt did say like, you're not out of the, you're still no, very no, no, no. in the woods. That was the way he was phrasing it on yeah. your, on Matt and Dory's excellent adventure. Yeah. Your podcast about your IVF experience.
2: Yeah. Which someone suggested should now be called Matt and Dory's pregcellent adventure. Oh, hey,
1: <gasps> what a witty person that is. <laughs> That's really funny. (gasps) Um, Which I thought was hilarious. Um, Are you letting yourself feel excited? Because you had talked a lot. I mean, I even think your intention was to just like, just be be okay. okay.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of allowing myself to think like, today I am pregnant. In this moment. In this moment, I am pregnant and I'm not eating sushi. You did come here and ask
1: for snacks. I did. I was ravenous, which I didn't, I don't want to do the thing where it's like, Oh, she's pregnant. She's pregnant. Like every personality attribute you have, it gets very annoying because people will just be like, Oh, you're pregnant. That's why you're doing this thing that you <laughs> totally. would have done. Were you not pregnant? But there was a part of me that did titter and delight. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> but again, I don't want to be that friend. Uh, I asked for snacks. I went to the
2: bathroom. I came back kate had laid out like like a buffet of snacks i mean i was delighted i mean i have i have two children yeah and then i was like oh if i do become a mom i'm gonna have to be better about like keeping snacks I was like Like, trader
1: joe's really stressful cheese crackers trader joe's veggie sticks (laughs) oh well i'm i'm excited for you thank you um
2: yeah so i went back to my doctor this morning before i came over um because I had to do a, a sec my second blood test. So, I did my first blood test last week and the results were really good. Yeah. Um they were good enough that my doctor was not concerned that I was going away for 5 days in terms of taking another blood test. Like if they if the results had been low, she would have asked me to take a blood test while I was in New York. Wow. Because, but they weren't. No, because your hCG level is supposed to double every I think it's forty-eight hours in the beginning, and so she would have wanted to see that it was doubling. But she's like, "No, you can just come back when you're back."
1: And you went today? I went this morning. And is everything still? Well, I haven't gotten you the haven't results, gotten yet. results yet. Okay. Yeah. That's that's still stressful. It's hard oh, to yeah. let yourself be excited. I imagine when, like Matt said, you're still in the woods.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So. So yeah. So that's uh That's that, that. is a big thing.
1: That's a big thing.
2: That is a big. Thing. That's like the biggest thing. It's really big. Right now. Yeah. Because it's also like this thing that we've been working towards for so long and have been thwarted so many times. Um,
1: Yeah. But what a practice just to be pr- as present as possible with it. Yeah. And not, and, and, I mean, that's so hard. It's so hard. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's where I'm at today. Well,
2: Dory. <laughs> Let's take a little break. Okay, sounds great.
0: One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com.
2: Kate, I feel like we are like barreling into summer. as we speak.
1: I wear that my, thing every day.
2: I do too. Uh, it's my favorite Honey Love
1: piece. Let me let me just tell you why. Yeah, get oh, into it. Okay, do you want to tell me why? No, no. I was <laughs> just going to say, like, I, I, I don't even need to wear it to events. I wear it like the event is every day of my life.
2: Yes, that's such a good way of putting it. The bra gives all the support of traditional bras without using any underwires. And just like sidebar, I have
1: Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash forever thirty-five for free shipping on your order and three hundred and sixty-five day returns. That's Q U I N C E dot com slash forever thirty-five to get free shipping and three hundred and sixty-five day returns. Quince dot com slash forever thirty-five. So Kate, yes, Dorian. I had a request for today.
2: <laughs> You did. Do you want to share with the audience what you wanted to I talk do, about? I do. Um, I wanted to talk about products that didn't work for us. Specifically products that like
1: other people love. Yeah. Because sometimes you get swept up mm-hmm. in the sensation of like, everybody's talking about it. Yep. It's working for everyone.
2: Yep. And you feel like you need to buy it. And then you buy it and you're like, e- sometimes you're either like, this is fine. I don't see what the mm-hmm. fuss is about. Mm-hmm. Or it's like, I actually don't
1: dislike this. I actively hate this. And sometimes it makes you feel like, what's wrong with me? Totally. Why isn't this product working for me? Or why am I, why am I the only one who's not into this? Mm -hmm. To which
2: we say there's nothing wrong with you. It's just the way it goes. So Kate, I'm curious, what has not worked for you that you feel like other people have raved about?
1: Well, I have three products in front of me. I've brought them to the table.
2: When you say that, it makes me think of America's Next Top Model. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Three of you stand before me. <laughs> me.
1: Only one can become Kate's favorite product. Okay. I have three things and I want listeners to know one, just because something doesn't work for, for us doesn't mean it's not the best product in the world. No. or the. Uh, but we give a lot of
2: recommendations on this podcast. And I thought for once I'd turn it a little negative.
1: Whoa. like, <laughs> <laughs> today we're going neg.
2: <laughs> I do think it's worth talking about stuff that
1: doesn't work for yeah, us. Totally.
2: I mean, I'm, I'm being facetious. You are, you're joking. Um, but I did No, and I, I wanted to talk about things that like we bought in part because other people had mm-hmm. raved about them okay, and we, we were kind of
1: disappointed. All right. So product number one, and I, I want listeners to know, i I used all these things in the last 24 hours just to make sure I was committing Ooh. to telling you that they didn't work for me. The first thing is the Watermelon Glow Sleeping Bas- Mask. God, I just mumble. Um, Watermelon Glow Sleeping Mask. I purchased this from Sephora and this is the first product I have ever actually returned to a Sephora damn i mean is that cold or what but i it didn't it didn't i didn't like it so everyone had been talking about this and i was like i gotta get it i purchased it during a sale so i was getting a deal and it's a sleep mask that is supposed to kind of help with your glow and radiance and also soften the skin and it has um watermelon extract higher hyaluronic hyaluronic acid which is Amazing. And AHA. Yes. Everyone
2: all, loves hyaluronic acid. Exactly.
1: All stuff you want. And I will also say one of the things that swayed me about this product is that it looks cool. And then the feeling and the smell is all very nice. Mm-hmm. It's like this pink jelly. It smells like watermelon. I feel like there was even like a seed in mine. Like it's, it's very watermelony. Yeah. I found that the sleep mask, it, it, not only did it kind of not do anything, but I found, I felt like it was almost, Oh, drying my skin. I, I guess I was underwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And I used a sample. I, I returned it, but I had a sample. So I used that last night just to confirm my feelings. And once again, I just didn't, I didn't see any results enough for me to keep this pricey jar of mask. But I've the reason it was kind of disappointing is because it had been pitched to me by so many people as like a life changing product. Mm. And it was just kind of a letdown, like a womp womp.
2: So, Kate, I also bought the watermelon sleeping mask. Mm, Go on. I I feel similarly. Interesting. I didn't return it because in part out of laziness. Okay. Well, a fair reason. But I tried it and I was like, okay. Yeah. It wasn't, I didn't find it transformative.
1: Now, apparently there is a dupe. Go on. And a listener has sent a message. When I had first talked about this product, a listener sent a, sent a message. Sent up a flare. Yes. <laughs> sent up a flare, asking for us to try the dupe. Listener, I will tell you, I haven't tried the dupe just because I don't. I, I didn't want to spend the money. I mean, full. Like I can't. Um, I, I'm, I, if I get my act together, I will reach out to, I believe it's available at Target. I forget who makes it, but there is, uh, like a watermelon sleep mask dupe floating around out there. If I got my act together, I will like reach out to the company and try to request a sample so I could try it. Um, and so that is a more affordable dupe if anybody's interested in the product. I just have not done that and I have not used Fair. my own money to purchase it. All right. So that is item number one yes. on my list of okay. didn't work for me. The second item. I don't actually, you know what? I used it this morning and I was like, maybe I don't hate it. I don't hate it. So this is a cures brilliantly brightening cleansing gel. Mm-hmm. People live Acure. cure. Um, it's a really great company. It's very natural. Um, I did have a sketchy labor thing happen though. I'm not up on this.
2: Um, where they were caught like one of their factories in upstate New York, I think it was like someone they had subcontracted to, was like, maybe using like child labor.
1: Okay, we will Google this. Yeah.
2: Um so, but they aren't using that factory anymore. Okay. But it's come up a couple times in the Facebook group. Oh, like whenever I didn't a see cure that. comes up, someone's like, um, excuse me. <laughs> okay, that's good to know. I'm
1: glad people are on it. Um, so yeah. Well, so here's here's the deal. So I purchased this, I think I bought this at you know, Whole Foods or Target or Sprouts, one of my local local haunts, and it's a quote nutrient-packed cleanser that gets right to work, washing away dirt, oil, and makeup. Antioxidant-rich pomegranate, blackberry, and acai team up to support your skin's inherent awesomeness. So, a couple things about this cleanser.
2: I, I found, I found the, I found the is thing. It, if is I it, may, yes. State investigators have found child labor law violations <sighs> involving twelve minors working at a cosmetics packaging shop. Run by a New York religious community and are expanding their probe to eight other sites affiliated with the group. Um, apparently it was on Inside Edition.. <laughs> do, 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 um, do. This is from June. yeah, this is from June. And I guess um, some Acure products were being made there. Oh wow, they are no longer being
1: made there. Okay. But anyway, here's my beef with this product. Go I on. hate how it smells. Oh, can I smell it? Yes. Because if I just open it and it's like all wet from my, sh- from my shower, I mean, squirt a little bit out. I-, I almost feel like you need to rub it on your face to experience the full smell. It smells like a cleaning solution. Mm, it does. And for some reason that really puts me off. I don't know if it's fragrance. I don't know what it is. I can't handle the smell of this product. And I also found it slightly drying. It didn't mm. like knock my socks off like I had hoped it would. And I have a lot of people in my life who like love a cure, swear by all their products and find it like a kind of like reasonably priced um, line that really is really effective. For me, this was a bust. But predominantly just because of the smell, which I feel like someone might say, Kate, that's like kind of a weak reason not to love a product. I don't think it's a weak reason at all. But if you're putting this on your face every yeah. day, it smelled like I was putting like pine salt cleanser no. on my face. Mm-mm, not um, acceptable. Yeah. And I just didn't, I just didn't love um, the way it made my skin feel after. Yeah. So that was kind of a bust. And I didn't return that one. I, I still use it. It's still in my bathroom. But you know that thing also where you buy a product and you're like, I don't really like this. And you keep using it. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I got to break out of that cycle. So here's my final neg, Dory. This is a product that has been raved about on this podcast, and which is why I went out and bought it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Maybelline's SuperStay 24 Hour Color. It's a lip stain.
2: I think I think Priyanka was the first person yes. to tell us about Numerous this. Numerous
1: people yeah. are into these lip stains. I'm wearing. It. I put it on right now. And it looks nice. I like the colors I got. That's not the problem. The problem is I hate how it makes my lips feel. Mm. And I guess anything that stays on for 24 hours probably isn't going to feel great. Yeah, it doesn't. I I just perhaps lip stain is not for me. All lip stain, I don't know. Or maybe a listener can recommend a lip stain that is a little bit more comfortable to wear. I find this to be incredibly drying. Yeah, And this lip stain comes with like it's a little... um, Oh. moisturizing balm okay that I use but I don't like it that much it, it also doesn't feel that great and then what happened was then I tried to use my favorite lip balm but that doesn't this is what helps the color stay on so you have to use oh. the balm that comes with the stain if you put your own lip balm on the color won't stay Ew. this is I've learned the hard way Wow so I was putting on my lip balm. And then the color wasn't staying and I was like, what is happening? And someone said, you have to use the balm that comes with the product, but I don't really like it. It It doesn't moisturize. Okay.
2: Everyone, Kate does not like the Maybelline 24 hour lip
1: stain. No. And I feel like a freak because everybody loves it. It's like an old standard. I will say the price point is great. And I love this color that I have on right now. It's just, it does look really nice. Yeah. I think maybe it's just, I'm not a lip stain kind of person. Who am I? I'm questioning everything about myself. So those are my those are some products that did not work for me. I feel guilty about it, but what are you going to do? Don't feel guilty. Do I feel shame? I don't know. <laughs> I feel nothing. You've got a you've got a long list here. I do. Here. I'm
2: actually not going to talk about all of these. Um, you've got lists you got some on your list that I like. Mhm. Mm-hmm. So, the first thing that I'm going to talk about is the Cosrx Advanced 96 Snail Muc- Mucin.
1: I also own this.
2: Which is like an essence, I think, technically. I think so. Um, people like rave about this mm-hmm. snail mucin. I used it pretty consistently for at least three weeks, I would say. I I, I didn't like the consistency. I didn't like how it felt on my face. And I also felt like it didn't do anything for me. So that was a big old nope. So another item that I want to mention that people talk about all the time is Yves Saint Laurent Touche Eclat. Ooh, is this that under eye stuff? Yeah. So it's, it's kind of, it's a, it's under eye it's supposed to be like brightening and it's like a
1: stick right
2: it's, it, a... no it's one of those things that you twist and it comes out with like a little brush
1: right you know but then the about? stuff is
2: on the brush yes yes that's what i mean yeah. yeah so i mean people talk about this like it is the holy grail mm-hmm. concealer i did not find that it concealed
1: Ooh, i felt revealed fighting whoa yeah yeah <laughs> Did you work on that? Did you plan that no, one of No, I didn't. Time? That's that was spontaneous. Really, that was really good. You Thank must you. be a writer. Well.
2: So it, it didn't it, I I just thought it did, and it didn't I didn't felt like it didn't stay on. And I kind of I also tried to use it um cuz people say you can kind of use it as like a like almost like a highlighter.
1: Mm. And I was like nope and it's not cheap. No, I was going to say for the price that stuff better like make your skin sparkle. Yeah.
2: So I I didn't think it did anything for me. Now, maybe if you are not 41 with, like, deep, dark eye circles.
1: I mean, I don't think your eye circles are deep and dark.
2: Well, that's because I use my favorite concealer now, Benefit Boing Industrial Strain. <laughs> not touche <chiclet. laughs> Um, Maybe if you're, like, 24 and you're already kind of dewy. Fair, fair. Then it will do something for you.
1: But I felt like for my needs... Didn't meet them. Didn't meet them. Now you have something on this list that is an endorsed product by yours truly, me, mm-hmm. Kate Spencer, mm-hmm. and you don't like it. I mean, do we need to end this podcast?
2: <laughs> um, I, I assume you're talking about the hairdryer?
1: I'm talking about the hairdryer, Dory. <gasps>
2: well, Kate, I have mentioned before on this podcast that I didn't think it really did anything so for So this me. is a
1: Revlon hairdryer that looks like a tool that could have been used in like the original Terminator movie it's like an enormous <laughs> it's a brush it's a brush but it is, it's a brush hair dryer brush hair
2: dryer straightener straightener um I tried using it I felt that because I have pretty fine and thin hair and not a lot of it that it just made my hair really flat mm. and what I need from a hair dryer is not Straightening. I don't need it to act like a flat iron. I need it to give me volume.
1: Right, right.
2: So I felt like, again, for my needs. Sure. That's what this
0: is about. We're all this is about.
2: I feel like if I had thick hair, maybe if I had frizzy hair, I feel like I've seen people in the Facebook group post like before and afters of their hair pre-Revlon hairdryer and post and if they have like thick frizzy hair they're like oh my god this is a
1: miracle product this is a miracle item i have frizzy thin hair It gets like a weird crinkle wave and this does work for me i will say when i cut my hair shorter it's it wasn't quite uh it didn't work with my style Mm -hmm. so it might be more like a medium length to a long length product yeah so so those are
2: some you know, general faves that I feel like were just not my thing, which is fair, which is fair and fine, fair and fine. Um, and things we
1: like are probably not everybody's thing. Totally.
2: I know not everyone likes my benefit concealer. If I you can believe it. it, I don't use it.
1: <laughs> I use
2: it. Oh yeah. I remember or whatever that. it's called. Yeah. But that's, you know, to, the beauty of this is to each their own. Indeed. Uh, we're going to take another quick break. Let's do it.
1: Our guest today is Keiko Agana. Keiko, welcome. Thank you
0: so much for having me. I'm glad to be here. We're pumped. We're so You're glad here. to have you.
1: Um, I'm going to read a brief bio, all about you.
0: Just put Fabulous. you on the, put you on the spot, okay?
2: <laughs> Just bask in it. Yeah, great. <laughs> here,
1: here is your life. Keiko Agata is an actress best known for the TV show Gilmore Girls, where she played Lane Kim for seven seasons and reprised the role in 2016 on Netflix. And as a guest star, she has appeared on such shows as NCIS LA, Shameless, Scandal, House, ER, and 13 Reasons Why. She's also the producer and co-host of the popular comedy variety show Asian AF, which runs at the UCB Theater here in Los Angeles. And there's... a. sibling show also running in New York City. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It used to be in New York. And Keiko's new book, No Mistakes, a perfect workbook for imperfect artists, guides readers through simple exercises based on one of the founding ideas of improv, which is that any misstep is an opportunity for growth and creativity. And the book is beautiful, and it's interspersed with coloring pages and original artwork by Keiko. And each exercise teaches you to confront your emotions, rethink your art, and take my Mindful breaks to recharge.
0: Keiko, okay, wow. welcome. Thank you. I actually had to open my eyes when you addressed me because I was <laughs> literally basking. I was like, "She said to bask. I'm going to fully do it."
1: <laughs> yes, I. You should <laughs> bask. That's oh, thank like you. <laughs> an incredible. It's an incredible resume. Oh, yeah. And All your right? book is incredible. Yeah, it's beautiful. Oh, thanks. I'm glad you like it. Yeah, I did one of the exercises um, uh-huh. the other day. And actually, it was very soothing. I had to draw it was the one where you suggest people draw a hero their hero, oh, yeah, and I immediately was like, "I can't draw. I hate drawing. I'm not good at drawing. And then I was like, well, the book says I have to. Yeah. <laughs> and then I did it, and I've like, come, I've thought about it a lot in the past few days. Is that, oh nice. yeah, I just keep coming back to it.' Yeah. That's awesome. yeah you know? can I ask you uh, I drew my show- I drew my mom oh. and now I was going to draw like Gilda Radner or Maria right? Bamford. And I was like, but I also like my mom. And then the picture I drew was like very pleasant. So I just Aww. have been thinking about it lately. I don't know.
0: Isn't it that nice? It kind of like... I, I like when things surprise you, you know? Because yeah. I, I also feel like there's the, um, there's the interesting should pressure I think like mm-hmm. those are both great answers Maria Bamford and Gilda ranner are like comedy right, icons they're golden. like the right. go-to's yeah. yeah and you're like oh yeah that pe- people will love that and but then there's something so great and special that you drew a picture of your mom and then also can I just ask you because you were like surprised a little that it was pleasant what is it I' is that, I don't, is that I, a thing no I don't no, know No, wrong not surprised it was pleasant but I I immediately
1: when I was like ugh, drawing yeah I immediately got into like the negative voice cycles of like one I'm not a good artist two I don't like I'm gonna be critical of whatever I draw and then it was just like my mom's dead so I was like this is oh, weird I'm just uh, drawing my mom's face but then it just <laughs> ended up being like such a a fun exercise oh, and I so liked nice. the picture I drew which oh, let me tell great. you I think I am truly the artwork in your book is beautiful and it's all yours which is like, that's a whole other thing.
2: Yeah, Keiko, I am dying to know how this book came to be. Yeah, how did it...
1: Dory already asked the question. Yeah, excited.
0: Yeah. Well, originally it was um, it, it sort of happened in stages. This book. So originally, I was drawing these little doodles, and I would throw them on Facebook. And every once in a while, someone would say, "Oh, you know, if you made a coloring book, I would love it. I would buy it. I would uh, love to color in these doodles." So I sort of had that in the back of my mind for a good six months or so, and I happened to be on a podcast and started um, talking about some things, some of the things that I were doing, and mentioned this this possible future coloring book. And someone contacted the podcast because I'd mentioned that. Oh wow! And because of that contact, uh, off of a really honestly an offhanded kind of comment about like you know how people ask you like, oh, what are you doing these days? Um it kind of snowballed into um something that was more in depth, I think than uh, originally the the plan was, yeah,
2: so how did it go from a coloring book to
0: workbook? Well, I think when it was time to pitch it um, i I sort of had to ask well well what is the what is the book if I was only going to ever do one book yeah what is the book that i would want to have um on my shelf and so i so so that's where it sort of became um more than a, a coloring book so it, so that i just the this when i really had to pitch it i, I guess maybe the 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 requirements f- to myself of what i wanted to 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 put my energy into kind of changed
1: is drawing um a self care ritual for you. We we talk a lot about that with our guests on the show, and I and, and I was going to ask what you kind of do as a practice of self care, but I'm curious if that's one of
0: them. Yes, and um, I'll be honest with you. I'll make a confession. I haven't. <laughs> Doris, like- go on. Dory is leaning <laughs> in. <laughs> Dory's like confession. Mm. <laughs> um, is that uh, I I have not been doing that lately Mm. and i can uh feel it i think there are a lot of things that i've sort of uh quote-unquote put on hold like oh after this book comes out after i do this little thing in new york that i have to do to 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 advertise a book then i'll spend time Mm. to do it and it's been a while and i can feel it like what
1: what does it feel like when you don't like when you say i can feel it what what yeah. is what is that feeling is it like a yucky like ugh, is your day just not as it as get into the groove that it normally does
0: yeah i think that uh well for me i don't know how it is for everybody but I, it's sort of an always battle you know cuz there are all these forces on us you know of of one way or the other and it seems like uh for me just managing stress is is sort of an ongoing thing so uh so so every day is different i I don't i don't know that i i I put (laughs) i would love to i don't know how you could like put enough into the bucket that you would be really great for a Mm -hmm. long (laughs) extended Mm period of time i don't think you can right it's almost like a it's a daily thing that you have to do. And so um, uh, it's so, so yeah, I, and, and, and and I, I would love to be a little better at um, being able to multitask a little bit. I find that I'm really good at like really getting into something and obsessively digging, digging in and, and working really hard. But, um, but I, in my, in my head, I go, well, I have to finish that thing first
1: yeah to you stop yourself
0: i go into you know go into something else that that i can relax like I won't, I won't let, I'll have all these rules about when I can relax. Do you, do, mm-hmm. do you guys do that too? Or yes, yeah, I have yeah. to do
1: all this stuff before I can
0: actually relax. And then it almost relax. becomes
1: stressful to relax. <laughs> yeah, yeah right. <laughs> right, right. But you do set these like limits on yourself. Like once I get through this week or this yeah. promotion or whatever it is, this job, then I'll take it easy. Yeah, and right. it's like, how do we figure out how to implement little drops of relaxation during the stressful right. time. I don't I don't know the answer yeah. nor do what I is, expect you to
0: have the what, answer. What is the answer? Um
2: yeah. well, I'm curious, you know, you've been a working actor for a long time and acting is a not only stressful career, but also filled with rejection yes. and failure. <laughs> and your book is kind of, is, is a lot about how to kind of turn that rejection and failure um, into something that can kind of work for you. So I'm, yeah. I'm, I'd love for you to talk a little bit about your acting career and kind of what you learned from that and what you drew on to um, create your book.
0: Well, it is true as an, as an actor, um, I always have this thing that I think of, of you know, my best work all my best work no one has ever seen or like two people have seen because it's true. I mean, I don't know. I don't know uh, what your listeners experiences about the behind the scenes of acting, but so much of my life is a lot of um, your auditioning Mm -hmm. and great roles and varied roles and all these things you just maybe you're not right for, but there's so much work and, and a heart and um, intensity that's put into that that process, and there are a lot of roles, you know. And um, it's kind of a strange thing to think about because I make my living acting, and it's not that I don't have roles, and it's not that I don't work. But even still, yeah. even with that, you do the majority, the vast majority of things are things that people are never going to see. And so, um, one of the things that I found is as a survival mechanism is that. I have to look at my life as an artist in a different way. Because if that's the truth, if the vast majority of what I do as an actor, sometimes people never see, um, you have to look at the whole of your life a little bit and mm. and take time to be um, caring of yourself and understand that um, what the whole process is of what, of what you're doing and not just uh, focus on... I don't know that the, the yes is the, the the light switch yeses or noes. Do you know that's what I mean? So
1: hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it is. that's applicable to any yeah. to everybody, not just yes. people who work in acting. It's a yeah. really
0: beautiful beautiful beautiful. Beautiful. It was real beautiful. <laughs> it was <a> beautiful perspective.
1: <laughs> I get real
0: tongue tied. is it is it cuz it's beautiful for people? Is that I what think you were that's doing? that's maybe yeah, what uh, I was combining. That. I think so.
1: But that is having that, but I mean, it's interesting. Your work is so public and, but there's a huge part of it. Nobody is seeing, um, including the struggle, like including the failures. We only as an, as yeah, we only see what gets only see the produced. success. Yeah. yeah. Right. And do you feel like you have to kind of let people know that your life isn't just all yeses. And <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, cause you talk about that in this, in your book that you've had failures yeah. on all sorts of levels. Yeah. Um, is that something that you if you feel like you have to make people realize that you too also have failures?
0: Yeah, I'm glad to share it with people if they um want to know. Normally I don't necessarily unless they ask. Good thing to- we are asking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good thing. Yeah, in s- situations like this. But usually well, we well, we also have um you know your gab sessions with your girlfriends yeah. really mm-hmm. is is and your support girls are guys. I mean, I, I'm sort of a firm believer in um, the support system. Yeah. yeah, can you
2: talk a little bit more about that?
1: Especially because sure. in your book, you kind of guide people through surrounding yourself by like a community who gets you, yeah. and if and listing things that qualities that you want in friends. Because oftentimes we're not surrounded by people who support yeah. us, and this
2: is something that is obviously applicable to people who aren't artists. Yeah. So. yeah. Um. So yeah,
0: I'd love to hear more about that. Yeah, I um. I think it, I think it's vital as for an for an artist um like you said I think it's great it's really vital for everyone for human beings we we need um we need people you know and I, and I'm not uh, even for someone that's public uh I, I it, it it's difficult for me sometimes to make those connect human, um, human connection. I sound like an alien, (laughs) but you know, it's, I'm not, um, naturally at ease in social situations. So I do understand that the anxiety that can, can come up in trying to put yourself out there. Also, when we're in a, when we're adults, it's sometimes harder to make those non just surface level connections, you know? And so uh, the the things I put in the book were just things that I've done myself. You know, you kind of, you do have to push yourself a little bit. You know you have to get through those first very uncomfortable, very uncomfortable five to ten minutes of <laughs> small talk, which I hate. Um, but I think if you can find people that you um, can be open with and share with and that you can start to trust um, and that trust you, those are those are going to be essential to you and and to not um and to not uh be down on people who love you i know that sounds weird but do you hmm. do, do you know how sometimes um uh, I don't know if other people are like this, but you're like, oh, that person just likes everything. They're supportive of me, but they're just positive about everything. It's almost like we downgrade if people like us. I know what you mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like we don't value It doesn't them. mean anything. Yes. They yeah. have right. to say that. They're our
1: partner. Exactly. They're our friends. Yeah. And yes. then we
0: somehow like we take away, like I do, I used, try not to do that, but I used to do that all the time. Like if someone was, Pay me a compliment. Like I would look for the thing that was the lie in it, or I would mm. look for why yes. they were forced to do, <laughs> do that. Yeah. Right, you know? right,
1: right, Like there it certainly couldn't be the truth. Yeah, yeah. They're, they pity me. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: All of those. <laughs> yeah, all
1: of that. Well, you have a, you have a lot of good exercises in your book that really like forces the reader. To get close with those negative voices. Yeah. I'm, I'm, have you done your own work, kind of getting into the kind of negative things we tell ourselves, the way we dwell on our failures, or just kind of the voices in our head that are like, you're garbage? Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah every morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I know. Yeah. For oh, Here- sure.
1: Can I read a quote that Please. I loved from your your book? And it reminded me, actually, of we had a listener write in... Um, a while ago, and we talked about their email on uh, a mini episode, but they felt like they had missed the opportunity to create the things they wanted to create. And so this just really spoke to me. Um, you said the only way to avoid failure is to avoid starting, but that's a temporary fix. The pressure builds up in the void of action. Feelings of failure following long periods of inaction are the most difficult to deal with. The pain of wasted time is a monster. Mm. The pain mm. of wasted time is a monster. I mean, I wrote that in caps on our notes. Yeah. Have you had that experience oh, of, of sitting on something you wanted to do and then feeling that misery for not doing
0: it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I feel that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that all, I feel that all the time. I mean, I, it's just like, I, I, it's, it's almost like a, um, it's like we try to numb mm. ourselves or mm. or I do. I shouldn't speak for everybody, but I know that it's like you you, do, you don't want to feel it, so you try to like numb out and not think about it. But um and and sometimes I think we we can get really good at it, or I can get really good at it, but it but it just builds. It doesn't go away. Yeah. You know that that um that nagging just gets louder and it uh until until it really demands to be heard and then and then it then it's even harder so so i'm trying to get in my later life to Mm -hmm. when you feel that that voice or that nagging to to (laughs) to admit to myself that it's not going to go away (laughs) no matter how much i want it to Mm -hmm. so let's address whatever that feeling is now um can you talk about a specific time that's a good question um maybe maybe without getting into too much detail there there's some things like like personal conversations, mm. like I know there are some times where i have uh you know i i i know that i'm i know that it's necessary to have a conversation with someone um but i I don't want to and so You know, and and I'm talking years, you know, I'm not talking Mm -hmm. like a little temporary, like I wait a week to talk to somebody about something, you know, I mean, it could, it can go for a long time where, um, but, but eventually you, you, you have to. And so I think, and I know that there have been examples like that in my creative life as well. Um you know even even probably now you know right now we're working on we're working on things um uh, i have a, a producing partner of mine that we do asian af together he does most of it but it's his name is will choi i love when he's not around i take a lot of more credit um <laughs> but you know, we, we, you know, we're, we're writing things and, and the whole idea of bec- going to the next step of perhaps producing something is terrifying to me. And I, yeah. you know, that's another whole thing of, of, of sort of putting things off and not really addressing, uh, some very, you know, immediate things that could, could, could be done and could change because i'm not because they're not possible because i it's a different it's a different way of looking at myself and i'm not ready to look at myself mm. that way yet
1: yeah that's yeah. a big step yeah
0: yeah
1: Ooh, i can really relate to what you're talking yeah
0: yeah how do you feel well about- i
1: think i mean i think putting off conversations is a really interesting thing that we haven't talked about but the, you put them off, and then the anxiety builds, and then you start to not only get anxious about the actual conversation, but then the fact that you've let years go by, or whatever it is. I mean, it just our brains can turn small things into monsters, right? And that's yeah. a real feat. But also, I think reimagining yourself in different roles is a big, a big leap for yeah. all of us, no matter what it is. Reimagining ourselves in, in different steps in our careers, or starting families or not starting families i mean changing the visual of of the life we expect ourselves to lead is like i mean that's that's the work yeah and you yeah. are making us do
0: it <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a feeling you have a love very love hate relationship with my book i, I no, adore it you
1: know what i <laughs> in a good way in a it's good funny way, in a because good way. like i came to the page in your book where it was like list all your failures and like have fun with it and i was like nope I'm not doing that (laughs) right now. (laughs) You know, I mean, because it is, this is what your, I think what your book asks of people is really to start, Dory loves to say it, (laughs) changing the narrative about yourself. do. I say that all the time. But that, that starts with having to like, look at the, look at some of the ugly, not ugly stuff, but like the yucky things that really make us uncomfortable. And that, that's half of the challenge. Yeah. Um, I want to ask, you have a lot of tools in here, um, like I loved your suggestion of your vision board or like writing out why you think you're a fraud. And I mean, are these things that you've implemented in your own life?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Pretty much everything that's in there is something that um, I felt a lot of times in the moment of writing that page. So I, I mm-hmm. sort of... <laughs> I sort of say that this book wrote itself because I would come across a lot of blocks as I was attempting to write it. I mean, the fraud page that you mentioned comes towards the end of the book as I was tr- closing out this book and thinking, "I I wrote a book. Who's gonna? Li- what? Why would I? So you know, who's gonna <laughs> care?" And I felt like I felt like a fraud, or you know. And and I think that's true in acting too. You yeah. you go well. Can I call myself an, an actor? Do people you know you know what I mean? It's it's almost like the further along you go in your career, uh, you have this idea that you're an expert, which is bullshit. But it's it's that that then it starts to trip. That in itself can start to trip you up. You know. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah, <laughs> yes, you're right.
1: Maybe I do have a love hate relationship with your
0: book. <laughs> I just love your your face; is great. I love
1: it. I love You've it. You tickled it. a lot of my triggers, <laughs> so but what, in a great way.
2: The, yes, the practices does. that you um, go through in your book were these. Some of them were things that you had already been doing, or how did you kind of develop these exercises?
0: Oh well, I, I came up first with the with the spine of it, so I knew that I wanted to break it down into ten different. Sections, different different chapters, and then at that point, I really just would brainstorm. So I had these little cards, and I would write out a little thought, or a lot of times, sometimes it was a frustration. You know, it, I'm frustrated in the moment, so I'd write it down on the little card, and then, well, what what do I need to do to get out of this? Mm-hmm. Um, so then I would, you know, answer myself almost in the card, and so I would just throw those into a box, and then when it came time to figure out. Um, placement for it, I would take out all the little cards and say, well, you know, what's the best place for this exercise, this little mini exercise, and try to place it within the book. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, 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 I don't know if this is true for everyone, but I feel like for me, I have to have a huge skill (laughs) set for fixing. What ails me. Uh, so, regardless of whether this book existed or not, these are these are things that I still need to do, you know, in my life. I wanted to
1: touch on fandom as self care um, because you have an interesting perspective as a person who is a key role in of a fandom, right? Um, which is Gilmore Girls, huge fandom. It was re- revived on Netflix. Obviously, the Gilmore Guys podcast, huge hit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, I'm curious, as a person who was a part of Gilmore Girls for so long, what do you see as the value of a fandom and what it provides people in terms of kind of self care and, and community?
0: Well, I think the if if I were to think of what is a, a fandom, it's sort of um, we're we're defining what it is that we like and what it what it is that we value. So I think the fun thing about specifically maybe the Gilmore Girls fandom is this um you know this this sisterhood mm-hmm. um a love of, of of books, a love of this kind of witty dialogue, uh, this kind of idyllic safe uh place, this Stars Hollow, you know, and 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 a, and, a, and, a, and a kindness In a way, and, and, um, valuing love also, even though it can be difficult love, which I think was a, definitely a theme in Gilmore Girls. But the great thing about, um, having, um, a community like that is that you can, you can share and feel comfortable about expressing those values with other people because they like this thing also. And, and you know like i say in the book it's so important to find those people that get you and i think when you're a fan of something that's a, that's a, that's a way in to be able to really touch the heart of another person and you could be strangers yeah you know you, you can start off as strangers but very quickly can can use this as a tool to find a deeper connection, I think, which is what I'm trying all the time and other people I think probably are too.
2: Keiko, this was such a joy.
0: Thank you for having me. Thank you for
2: coming. Um, Your book is marvelous and and everyone should buy it. It can
1: be purchased anywhere, 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 anywhere. but it is for sale now. So definitely check it out.
2: And Keiko, where else can people find you if they want to
0: follow you on social media or etc well on social media i'm everywhere at uh, my name because it's a little unusual it's keiko Agena. and a f- couple of things i'll plug is um the first is a show that i'm on and it launches on hulu on september 14th so watch that uh, uh it's going to be all the first season is going to be on hulu at one time and then um Wait, what's the show what's called? called Oh, it's called the first Okay. Yeah,
2: sorry. Okay. <laughs>
0: You're like the first one. Uh, uh, because it's a it's a little bit into the future. It's about um, the first man mission to Mars. Ooh. So just a tiny bit sci-fi, about 13 years into the future. What's your role? Um, I play an astronaut. Believe it. Cool. Oh, cool. Yeah. So I lo- I love them, and I would really love for us to have a glorious season two. So um so people need to watch it. Yeah. Watch for that it. to happen. And then um, Dirty John is something I'm working on right now, and uh, I just started um. A a little bit of a role on Better Call Saul. So that's Very just cool. started to air. Uh, so that's, that. so there's, a, there was that's a, amazing. Yeah.
2: That's amazing. Dirty Thank John, the TV show based on the podcast.
0: Yes. With Connie Britton. Come. Cool. Yes, I love, and I don't have any scenes with her, I'm sure, but Jean Smart is also in it. Wow. And she's like, Oh my God. I was at the table read. And I, I, I was like, she had in this, in the first episode, she has like three lines. You guys, she just like, C- pulled in the room in th- in three lines i mean it's just oh. like i love jean smart she's just like ah she's um, just like soul she's just so so soul- i don't know she's so cool the
1: feeling of get to like getting to work with
0: your, your here <laughs> or just
1: yeah. These oh, huge sure. idols is that's huge i i i, I love it
2: amazing yeah. <sighs> all right well thank you thank you so you. much <laughs> you know what actually your intention last week kind of seems like it could have come out of keiko's book
1: yeah feeling proud feeling challenge. proud i i did do it a bunch of days but i also there were times where i was like Fru- fruit sorry i say fruit instead of fuck when i'm around my kids so i've gotten oh. used to just saying fruit now you can see that on this podcast <laughs> I, know, just, I just realized I was like,
2: <laughs> oh,
1: <fruit." laughs> oh my gosh you know being a mom is a thing um I found myself having a hard time coming up with stuff I felt proud of, which was a real thing. Interesting thing to observe. Like Mm. there is a thing every day I can be proud of. I say that like that one can be proud of, right? Like reframing our days and our, our existences and stuff that we're proud of is really challenging. Really hard. Yeah. So it was, it's been good, I'm still, I'm still working on it. My friend is still leading the practice in our gratitude group and I'm still trying to participate when I can. That's great. Yeah. It's really, I really enjoy having to like go through my day because I have, I feel like I have the gratitude thing down, right? I can be like, oh yeah, I know what I was grateful for, like this, this, and this, but what I was proud of, Mm. that's a little bit harder. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Dory? You, we're going to keep it moving no matter what the results of your pregnancy test were.
2: Yeah. Well, as revealed earlier in the episode, I found out last week that I'm pregnant. And actually, in the course of recording this podcast, my doctor called. Um, I threw down the microphone. I was like, I have to take this. <laughs> like, ran out of the room. <laughs> of course, I was like, is it our postmate? Because <laughs> like, I'm an idiot. No. Um, and I'm still pregnant. Do you have any self-care practices that you're practicing
1: while you're going through this?
2: I mean, it's really what I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, which is really just like living in
1: the moment of like, today I'm still pregnant. I'm sorry to go off on a tangent. I just like watching you get up and react to your doctor's call. Like that is stressful to know that at any moment your doctor's going to call with more news or there's always stuff going on. Yeah. Um, And that's, that's just a lot. That's a lot to deal with. It is a lot. Um, But yeah, I'm just trying to kind of
2: like really take it day by day.
1: And you're Broadway dancing.
2: I'm Yeah. I mean, I was away. So I went right before we went to wing camp. Um, and then I just got back last night. So I haven't been, but I am planning on going tomorrow night. Good. Um, and I've actually, I've put it in my calendar. I've now blocked off Tuesday mornings to go to the Tuesday morning class. Because that, as I talked about um, last week, that is the class that I really like. Because it's a little smaller. Um, so I'm going to do that. And... Um, yeah, I'm going to, you know, use my gym membership and just try to kind of, you know, do my thing. And maybe I'll eventually go to like a prenatal yoga class. Yeah.
1: What? Get I it. don't know. If you want, no pressure. What's your intention this week? Let's talk about yours first. Oh, okay. Mine's purging.
2: By purging, you mean?
1: I mean, I'm participating in the purge, like in the movie. <laughs> Get ready. Um, I um, My children started school last week, and I am now using this time to begin to eliminate items in our home that are we are no longer using. Mm. Um, so we have a little tiny room in our house that is called our playroom, mm-hmm. and I've spent yesterday in there uh, for a good chunk of the day. Just getting rid of stuff and mm. trying to downsize, trying to figure out what we can donate, trying to figure out what I can sell. Um, you know, kids, like I'm already thinking about, my, my kids are very lucky. They get, they get presents from family for birthdays and stuff. You know, like they are in the business of acquiring new things, they're always bringing home books from the little free libraries we ex- explore in our neighborhood. You know, there's just always, there's always like a new collection of leaves that ends up in my house. So trying to clean out some clutter because I know new clutter is always coming in.
2: Yeah, and I, so I like that.
1: Yeah, so I'm just kind of trying to do a purge. And this time last year, I cleaned out my own closet and that was really freeing. So I'm going to mm. try to just, I'm just making my way like room the room in our home, and just trying to kind of, I don't know, something about the fall is very cleansing for me.
2: Yeah. Well, it's the Jewish New Year. Oh, well, that maybe like, that's what it is. I always see the fall as like the time of rebirth,
1: as, as opposed to the spring, as opposed to the, the,
2: the regular New Year. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Like, I think, I don't know, maybe I'll make resolutions. Well, let's share them on the podcast. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Fun. Great. So, my intention this week is I need to figure out what the F is going on with my sleep. I don't know if this is a pregnancy thing, but I've been waking up at
1: 4 a.m. I, one thing in the week that I have known that you are currently pregnant, I have wanted to resist saying everything is, it's because pre- you're pregnant. because you're pregnant. Cause I find that very fucking annoying. That being said, it could, it, definitely. When when I first heard you talking about how you're waking up, that's what I wanted to say and I didn't <laughs> right, say it. Because
2: when it first started happening, it was before I'd even taken the first pregnancy yes, test. And
1: I actually thought it in my brain and I was like, no, shut up. But it could very well be that. It could be, um, it started before you were traveling But I think because there's so much going on in your body hormonally, it could totally disrupt your sleep in that way. And it can also make you more tired. It's like, who the
2: fuck knows? You know what I think I'm going to do? I think I'm going to start. I need to figure out how to start listening to one of our advertisers, Simple Habits. Yes. Sleep meditations when I wake up in the middle of the night, which is going to be tough because I don't sleep with my phone.
1: So, oh God, what are you going to do? That's going to change. That's going to have to change a lot of your philosophy because you are not. I'm going to I'm gonna have to think about this. i going to have to really think about Well, one this. thing you could do is do that meditation and then practice, you know, try it a couple times and then implement the practice of um, yoga nidra or sleep meditation. Yeah.
2: I wonder if, I wonder, I'm going to, you know what else I'm going to maybe try is maybe try putting my phone in in my nightstand drawer.
1: Okay. I'm going to see how that works. All right. I mean, also, are you getting up and reading when this is happening? Yeah. yeah. And is that helping? Or are you just now up starting at 4am? I'm, I've
2: kind of been up. And then this morning I was up and then at like 6.05, I got so tired again that I just, I curled up on the couch with Bo. I like Mm. spooned Bo for like an hour. And then finally he was like, okay, I'm not your pillow. And he got up and like went to his bed. And I was
0: like, oh, get off the lady.
2: (laughs) Yeah. That's really hard waking up.
1: It can be weird when your sleep is a little off like that. Cause I don't have trouble falling asleep.
2: I've never had insomnia. It's more now I'm just waking up at four Yeah, and I don't want my
1: day to start at four. It's no. a little
2: early for me. That's
1: very early. I mean, unless you can start, you know, there's stuff you want to be using that time for. If it's just like your body, I think, like, I, just, body is I, think I just
2: need more sleep than getting up at four. I would have to go to bed at eight.
1: Can you do that, or do you have stuff? I don't think I could do that.
2: Well, I got a dance at. Night. I have Broadway dance class. <laughs> <laughs> so therefore, I cannot go to bed at eight. <laughs> um, <laughs> I hope you figure it out. Thank you, and. Listeners, if you want to call and help me figure this out, you can do so at 781-591-0390. You can also just leave us general voicemails. Questions. Questions, comments. Um, we will play them. Uh, we might play them on a mini episode. And you can also email us at forever35
1: podcast at gmail.com. You can find our Forever 35 Facebook group on Facebook. It's Forever 35 Podcast. The password is Serums, and there are a bajillion spinoff groups that are eager for you to join them. Yeah. Um,
2: Also, if you like the show, please leave us a rating and or review on Apple Podcasts. We love reviews, but really all you have to do is just click the little star thing. I mean, hopefully you want to leave us five stars. And if you really like us and you want to talk about it on social media, you know that we won't be mad about that
1: either. And of course, all products mentioned are always on our website, forever35podcast.com. And you could follow us on Instagram at forever35podcast and on Twitter at forever35pod. And
2: Forever 35 is hosted and produced by me, Dory Schaffrier, and you, Kate Spencer. That's me. And produced and edited by Sam. Talk to you all next week.